0: To see you here this morning.
1: Morning, morning, morning.
0: Did you come expecting to hear from the Lord. Yes. I always like to remind ourselves of this. That we don't come, you're not coming to hear what Pastor Stephen I have to say. You're really coming to hear what the Holy Spirit is going to say through us.
1: Yes. That's what we've
0: been praying. And so He knows everyone's needs. He knows what's on your mind. And um, you know, I always think about how Jesus took bread. You know, when he broke bread and fed 5,000 people. Like, how does one piece of loaf of bread do that? But that's how, how, what he can do, even with a message. Because often we think, it's only 45, 50 minutes. How do you cover the needs of everybody? Yeah. And then I remember, it's like, Lord, break it apart. Make it food for everybody here in the room. And so God has something special and good for you to hear this morning. Amen. And we're in this series, uh, a Christmas series that we began last week. It's called Holy Moments. And we were going to look at three specific holy moments in Scripture uh, from the birth of Jesus, the story of the birth of the Savior of Jesus, and how those holy moments not only changed that person's life, but it changed the lives of the people that were involved in how, how they obeyed. Really, it's about obedience. And so last week we looked at Joseph, who's the husband of Mary. I think everyone's heard of Joseph, but he's a person in Scripture. It doesn't often get a whole lot of attention. You know, often as pastors, you know, hear a lot of sermons about Joseph. You hear mostly about Mary, right? But Joseph had a holy moment. We talked about this last week. He had a holy moment of obedience uh, to God that literally changed his life, the whole course of his life, and it not only changed his life, it changed... Our lives, because we're still talking about it today. Because what he did in his obedience was like a link in a chain uh, that opened the way for Jesus, the prophecies about Jesus to be fulfilled—the Savior of the world—to come, hang on a cross, forgive us of our sins, and offer salvation. Here we are, a couple thousand years later, and we're preaching and talking about what Joseph did. So that his holy moment of obedience was really important, and that we told the story. Uh, yeah, that's true. You have no idea what God can do through one moment of obedience. That's it. You and I have no idea what God can do through one moment of obedience in your life. And so just as a recap, Joseph, as we know, was engaged to be married, to Mary, And that engagement we said last week was similar to what we would consider a legal marriage right. in our day. It wasn't, you know, some we'd have an engagement, and, but there's something that can be broken about it in our day and time, but in that culture in the first century, if you were engaged, it was like you were already married to this person. So you could imagine Mary comes to Joseph and says, I'm pregnant. And not only does she say, I'm pregnant, but she says how she's pregnant. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can just, you know, that we could go on and thinking, what did he think about that? He obviously didn't believe because it said that he, as he considered this, then he decided that he would just divorce her. See, they use the word divorce. Divorce her quietly so that there wasn't more public shame brought to Mary's life. But then an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and tells him, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the thing that's conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And you'll name him Jesus And he's going to be the savior of the world. He's going to save his people from their sins. And so what we know about Joseph was when he woke up, he didn't think, whoa, this was, that's a crazy, crazy, wacky dream. (laughs) You know, like Pastor Steve's last week, I must have eaten too much pizza before I went to bed or something. Like, I was wild. No, he didn't think like that. You know, he didn't argue with the angel. Right. Even in his mind afterwards, and he didn't go through. We don't see him. How's this going to be? He didn't ask for a five year plan. Like, like, you want right. me to stake my reputation on this story? You know, I need more details. You got to tell me more. He didn't do any of that. It said he, when he awoke, he did what the Lord commanded him to do, and uh, he took Mary as his wife. Yes. And so, in the natural, what we can learn from him is he didn't have to have. All the details, like we often want all the details before we take the next step. Show me, Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and if you walk with God for very long, you realize that's not the walk of faith. Right. Faith is like very often getting out of the boat, which feels like you're on water, right? It's like, ah, if I do this, I might drown. I might fall. I might stumble. But this is, part, this is where we learn that the Lord is there That's right. with us, that he won't let us fall. And so he knew he'd face some backlash. Think about it. Mm. He agreed, you know, I'm taking Mary as my wife. She's pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so he knew it would cause backlash from friends, from family, from the culture, from society in general. But Joseph, by obeying God in that really, I mean, it would have to be an awful moment for him to hear this from Mary before the angel appeared to him. So in his lowly, lowest moment, you know, Actually, obeying God turned into his the, one of the highest moments in his life. Amen. And this is very often how it works in our life. It could feel like God intervenes and asks us to do something at a low moment. And if we obey, we find we're going, you know, our path is getting straighter and Amen. brighter. And so it was a holy moment of obedience in Joseph's life that had a ripple effect. And it's still rippling. We're still talking about right. it. Right. And we say it again, you know, you have no idea what God can do through one moment of obedience in your own life. Hallelujah. And this is how it will apply to you. We, we talked about th- this a little bit last week. At some point in your life, God's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you in this service today. I guarantee you, if your heart is open, he's speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, God says if you draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. Well, you came to church. I suppose that means you're drawing nigh to God like I want to hear from you.
1: He'll speak to you Amen.
0: And when he speaks, like, he'll speak to us through his word, maybe the word that you hear, a message that someone is speaking under the power anointing of the Holy Spirit, or maybe some interaction that you're having with a person, and you're going to know that the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do something with what you're hearing (laughs) or to say something or maybe, like, to give something. and And that's often all that God gives. All the other details to it are just silent because he waits for our obedience then. Because our obedience shows faith. Amen. And God is a God of faith. So you have no idea. I say it again. You have no idea. You should write that down somewhere in the back of your Bible. Mm -hmm. I've done that over the years. The back of my Bible has all these things written. Uh When I hear something, it's like, I have to remember that and look at that later. You have no idea what God can do through one moment of obedience in your life. Amen. 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 Well, let's pray. Yeah, let's pray. Yeah. Okay.
1: Father, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would embolden us to share the good news of the love of your son, Jesus. We pray this in his name (laughs) and all the bold people said,
0: Amen. 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 We say it how? Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, that's not loud enough. That's not bold enough. Come on. <laughs>
1: that's
0: Amen. Right. That's right. Gotta get used to. Yes. Shout out your praise. We just sing that song. That's right. right? Oh my joy God. In the house of the Lord. Yeah,
1: this, yeah. it's like you're in a Steeler game and yeah. you're going to scream and yell. So you're in the right. house of God and it's worth yeah, screaming and yelling. Order. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, folks, your sins are forgiven. I mean, that's enough for you to yell out, scream, and yell. uh, Well, today's uh, title of the message today is uh, No More Hesitation. No More Hesitation. Uh, Like Pastor Mamie said, there's going to be moments uh, that you're prompted to say something. Moments that you're prompted to do something. And there's moments that you're prompted to give something. And these occur... Every day. Every day. We said last week that uh, life isn't uh, measured by time. We said it's measured by moments. You don't remember all of the day, but you remember moments of the day. You don't remember all of last week, but you remember moments of last week. And it goes on last month, and it goes on last year, and then it goes on your lifetime. You remember moments. Amen? Amen. And uh, the thought for the day is this, it says you have no idea what God can do through one, well this, is, this is, goes back to what we were talking about last week, again, you never know what God might do with one moment of boldness in someone's life, yeah, one moment of boldness in someone's life. You know, you think as a follower of Christ, you're going to be prompted. You really, I promise you that you will be prompted this week, next week, or even in a few days, you're going to be prompted and you'll have multiple opportunities to share the love of God with somebody. You will. And uh, you. It, it might not look like it's really special moment where the angel appears to you to say, Go ahead and talk to them. It, it seems like a very normal moment. Just a routine moment. It, it, interaction. Just It might be a guy on the bus. It might be somebody at work. It might be somebody that you go to school with. It might be somebody that you're meeting at Walmart. It might be somebody that's your next door neighbor. Yeah? But they look normal, but they're not. Because they are, <laughs> yeah, your neighbor the might not. Will, yeah. <laughs> My neighbors, I love them. That's for sure. They're fun. But, uh, you know, we see these as normal, everyday activities. This is part of just part of life. But actually, they're more than just part of life. They're, they are divinely arranged opportunities that God puts before you. It's for sure. And it's somebody who God has prepared their heart to hear the hope that's in your heart and the love that you have for Christ and the love that he has for you. These are times where the boldness to share must come forward. Amen? Mm Amen. And there are going to be times when you actually feel prompted to do it. You know what I'm talking about? You, 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 you just feel like, I should, I, I, I should. This is an opportunity that I should. And then God prompts you to boldly speak it out. And because here's the thought that I want you to hold on to. You never know what God might do in one moment of boldness to change somebody's life. You may never know what God might do in one moment of boldness to change somebody's life. You can recall somebody being bold with you. Amen? I can. This week for followers of Christ. This is, this is an opportunity. I pray that God would open your eyes to see the opportunities he sets before you that are there. You know, you'll have an opportunity, and you will be prompted, I really, truly believe, because God wants people saved. He wants to expand his family. He wants, and he loves people. Now, you have the ability to respond boldly, or you have the opportunity to not say a thing, and nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. That's why we call today's message No More Hesitation. No More Hesitation. And We're going to look at Luke chapter 2. So let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 2.
0: This is part of the story of the birth of Jesus. We're going to look at Mary and Joseph here as she gave birth to Jesus. You know, the Son of God born in a manger. We're going to begin in Luke 2 Uh, verse 8. Luke 2 verse 8. It's up on PowerPoint but again, we always encourage you to become familiar with your own Bible. If you're a follower of Christ, you need a Bible. This is the book that we follow Mm -hmm. and live our life by. And so get yourself a Bible and a translation you can understand. uh, Get a hard
1: cover. Hard copy because there's going to come a time where you might not be (laughs) able to find it on the internet anymore.
0: Luke chapter 2, verse 8, and in the same region, there Mm -hmm. were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior." who is Christ the Lord. Mm. And so here we have the angel of the Lord announcing the birth of the Savior, and he's announcing it to shepherds. He's Think about it. I mean, we've heard this story so many times. It's just like, well, of course they announce it to shepherds. But shepherds, why a shepherd? Not to the king. I mean, this is the birth of the Savior of the world. <laughs> And it wasn't announced to the kings or the elite people or the world or all the people in power. Right. It's announced to shepherds who were tending their flocks in the fields at night. And if you know anything about that first century culture, shepherds were on the low rung of things. They were not considered sophisticated people at all. They were basically like social outcasts. Right. And shepherds in those days held little respect in society. They actually... According to history, they weren't even allowed to testify in court. It wasn't because they were known to be liars. It was just because their social class was so Mm -hmm. low. It was like, what do they know? Even if they were eyewitnesses to a crime, they wouldn't take their testimony in court. They just weren't considered to be trustworthy people because of their low status. And, and of course, the religious people consider them ceremonially unclean. uh, So they weren't allowed you know, to join people in worship in the temple. And uh, probably a lot of it considering the work that they did. Because if you think about a shepherd's life, where are they living? They're living outside, under the stars, you know, sitting on the ground, in the dirt. So I can imagine weather-worn faces, Mm -hmm. weather-worn hands, weather-worn clothing. You know, they're around smelly sheep, walking through some manure piles probably. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Checking you know, shoes.
0: checking the matted, <laughs> dirty wool, like they said, flies and things would get in the wool. So they're around bugs and insects that would be flying around. So if you, so if you had a heart in that day, like to invite the shepherd to church it'd be like, "No, we don't want those people," is yeah. really how they would look at it. Uh, so they were just known to be social outcasts, the bottom rung basically in society. And yet we see here in Scripture:
1: there you go, the uh, heavenly host appears yeah. to shepherds. Not to the earthly kings, praise God. Not to the rich, not to the elite. He chose, uh, out of every type of person that is on the earth, he chooses the unpolished, the unremarkable, the uneducated shepherds to declare the greatest news of history of the world. The Savior, the Messiah of all mankind is born in Bethlehem. I love this because if we take a look and remember what we're reading here, it says that the moment the shepherds hear, we're going to look at verse 15. The moment the shepherds hear, they say, we've got to go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened. There's no hesitation in them. This is how they respond when they hear the good news. You know, in verse 15, look what he says. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. And see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. They believed it was the Lord. Yeah. They didn't use their mind to talk themselves out of what they just saw. They didn't say, that was weird.
0: <laughs> Aliens. <I'm sorry. laughs> Aliens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they responded with an amazing conviction. Look at verse 16. This is it. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. They hurried off. They went to the village. They hurried and looked. They searched for Mary and the child and Joseph, and they found them. No hesitation whatsoever. The baby lying in the manger. Oh, this is it. I love it. No hesitation. They're on it, man. They're going after it. My heart is here. Let's go see. Let's go see. Oh, my gosh. They hurried. No hesitation. No hesitation no hesitation and these were people that weren't allowed pretty much anywhere looked down upon uneducated social outcast but yet God chooses them see you notice that there was a sense of spiritual urgency in them you know it's, it's like urgency anticipation ready to go, to find, and discover. It's like, that's what the American church needs, amen? amen. <laughs> we need this sense of urgency. Jesus is coming back. Yeah. He's coming back.
0: We're to get rid of that, right? The spiritual hesitation. I mean, I'd love it to, if the church, you'd hear people say, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday because mm, I just want to be in the presence of God and see what he has for me. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever feel that way? Yes. I hope so. I know. I just remember when we first got into the things oh of life. Oh, my God! That is really exactly how we felt. And church, back then, I sound so old, back then, you know, but it was like three days a week. You went yep. on Wednesday night. You went on Sunday morning. You went on Sunday evening. And even then, it was like, can we meet some other time during the week? I need some more. Right. I want, I want to learn some more. Yes. But we need a spiritual urgency. We do need an awakening in the church. So that people would feel like that or say, well, I don't want to come to church alone. I got to take a friend along because you got to tell this friend. You just got to come and see and be a part of what I'm talking about because Mm -hmm. God does stuff. God will do something in your life. (laughs) God does stuff. God does stuff. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He does big stuff, doesn't he? Amen. Yeah. I mean, I love it if people would recognize like the early church did that Mm -hmm. Jesus is coming back. Like what you mentioned. Yeah. He is coming back. You know, And the church would have an awakening that if Jesus is coming back, well, then what does that mean? Well, then I do need to start telling people, yes. hey, you, you need to think about spiritual things. You need to think about what happens after you die. You need to take a look at world events and just start asking some questions. Yeah. And so we, we need to awaken to these things and have this sense of spiritual urgency. Jesus is coming back. Yes. And I'm not going to hesitate. That's part of this no hesitation. That's right. We don't want to hesitate because, you know, sometimes that enthusiasm, that prompting in your heart can be subtle but real. And if you just resist, your flesh resists, it just seems like it doesn't take long. You know, half an hour, an hour later, you don't feel it anymore. How many of you
1: have? Yeah. We've We've all done it. We have to act
0: when, you know, strike when they aren't hot, as they say. So. Uh, we want to get people, we want to know, we, if we do believe, and take a look at the world events, I do believe yeah. that Jesus is coming back. I mean, I know there's just a lot of you know, a lot of stuff out there, pre-trib, post-trib. A- at this point, you know, I believe he's coming back soon is uh, is enough for me. Yeah. And I want people to be ready. I want to be ready. I want other people to be ready. Because if, when you get somebody into church, you get them in an atmosphere where they're heart can be open to the gospel uh-huh. and there's supernatural power in the message of the gospel. Yes. And when someone's heart is open to hear, I mean eternity, eternal life comes to dwell, the holy spirit comes to dwell on the inside of them. Yes. And the 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 alternative to that is bad, very bad, because there's eternal life and there's eternal death. We want everybody to yes, come to eternal life. Amen. Come on. So in a couple of weeks we are going to be celebrating The birth of Christ. And according to surveys and research, they... Just like
1: what Jason said. Yeah.
0: The people are more inclined to accept an invitation to come at Christmas than any other time of the year. Even Even more more so than Easter. That they're willing to hear, you know, people that are far from God are willing to come a little closer to God to hear about Him. Uh, And so, God, we have to keep praying, Lord, give me opportunities To, to see people, to make divine connections happen yeah. in my life so that I can have an opportunity to say, would you like to come to church? Take a couple of our business cards, just hand them to people. There's, there
1: you go. It just uh, makes it easy.
0: Yes, it does. But we have to have eyes to see how Jesus sees the world. The people are lost and dying, and without Christ, they go to hell That's for all right. eternity. Eternity's long. It's forever. You know, our lives here in the earth are just so short compared to where we will be for all eternity. So what we do with our time and how we understand our purpose in the earth and what we're to do yeah. is vital. It's everything. It's part of the plan and purpose for your life, to share Christ with people. Amen. And so invite someone. I say all that, you know, Bring say, someone. Bring someone. Yeah. Invite them to Christmas Eve or invite them just next week. Invite them to church. And it, be praying, God. Let their eyes be open to yes. see you and know you, and give you their heart.
1: Yes, because you never know yeah. what God. One moment can do. of obedience. Yes, yeah. man. <laughs> but not just obedience, but boldness. You That's need right. to step out in boldness to invite somebody to church. Yeah. You don't. You know, God did something remarkable in your life when somebody was bold enough to, to let you know. That maybe you thought you were saved and you weren't. That was my case. I, I thought I was saved and I wasn't. And somebody was bold enough to tell me. He was bold enough to show me. And I thought, whoa, I, how come the church I grew up in never told me any of this? And it was right here in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there again, the shepherds. No hesitation. We got to go see. We got to go see. Yeah. Look at verse seventeen. Look what this next scripture says. After seeing the, the the baby Jesus, just like the angels told him, what did they do? What did they do? When verse seventeen. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. So what did the shepherds do? <laughs> they told everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: They 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 spread the word. This, Don't miss the courage it took them to be able to speak to people. Remember, they're the low bottom rung. Nobody cares about them. But they are bold enough to go out and proclaim to everybody what they saw, what they heard, and what they found. They boldly shared about the birth of Christ to anybody who would listen. Everybody. They didn't hesitate. They didn't hesitate. No matter their status in life, they did not hesitate. They were nobodies. (laughs) Nobody liked them except their own group. (laughs) Nobody believed them except their home group. And people would say, oh, they're probably lying. But no. What did they? They carried that message everywhere they went. They, They shared it. They proclaimed it. And see, look. The next time you are hesitant, well, we've all done it, haven't we? Yes. Uh, we have. Yeah. We have. But I, that's why today's message is no more hesitation. Yeah. No more hesitation. Everybody say that. Yeah.
0: No more hesitation. hesitation.
1: No more hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do? Why do we hesitate? Uh, Fear, yeah, exactly right. We we think that uh, somebody's going to ask us a question we don't know the answer to. But remember when Nathaniel told his brother, "Hey, I, we found the one the scriptures talk about, Jesus of Nazareth." And he said, "Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" Do you know Nazareth? Like we said, is, it was only a twenty-acre plot. That that's a little town, twenty acres. That was it. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? What did he say? Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. <laughs> <laughs> come and see. You know, we don't want to be those annoying Christians either, right? You know, pushy. You know, you need to get saved right now. You know, we want to bow down and we'll say a prayer right now. You need to get your sins forgiven. You need that. We don't want to be that guy, do we? <laughs> No, weird. (laughs) we don't want to be the obnoxious Christian. (laughs) You know, but there are some out there, we know that, we know that, come on now, Uh, but that's not who Christ has made us, because it's the love of Christ that constrains us, it's the love of Christ that we reach out. No more hesitation. We want to be like the shepherds. You know, when your sins are forgiven, (laughs) when all the guilt from the past, you know, the things that you don't want anybody to know about, when it's no longer upon you, when you've been turned into a new creation in Christ, when you have been totally forgiven, raised up with Christ, you know, he was born in poverty so that we can enjoy the eternal riches of God. it's like hey we didn't deserve it we didn't do anything to earn it it was just given to us so that's enough to tell people about jesus i've been forgiven all my sins are forgiven yours can be too (laughs) (laughs) no hesitation no hesitation i'm a new creature in christ They won't think I'm obnoxious. They'll think I'm crazy.
0: (laughs) You'd be excited, yeah.
1: No, I really am a new creature in Christ. (laughs) You can be one too. (laughs) Does anything good come out of church? Well, come and see. Yeah,
0: right. Just come and see the pastor. Uh, You can catch his excitement, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes that's what it is. got to come and see what happens. You've got to come and see this person. But it's not really about a person. No. It's about the excitement of who we worship. Yes. Because really, when that's in the forefront of your mind, which it's meant to be, like uh, we have right. to keep training ourselves, keep our mindset on things above. So on your bad day, you know, you start to train yourself. Think about yes. what Christ has done for you, that you're a child of the living God. That you're loved by God, that He's had a plan for your life, from the foundation of the world, He's had His mind on you. that ought to make you feel pretty good inside. Amen right? And that he, he's filled you with His holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of yes. you. be your teacher and guide, and direct your steps, and he'll, he'll help you understand this word, and you could say, "I could walk out the plan and purpose for my life.": Yes. That's the best news ever. Like, you don't have to just live life on the treadmill of just 24-7, 24-7, because life can get routine, can't it? You just feel like, I go through this all the time, but behind the scenes, you know that, well, wait, today I might have this opportunity to meet somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Lord, help me. This is, we pray then, help me make this divine connection, Lord. Who do you, who's on your mind, Lord, that I could cross paths with? That's when life gets exciting. That's when you go to bed and you think, "Wow, I never thought I'd meet that person and that conversation." And Mm -hmm. I can just remember years ago when I was still in a a nurse, and I'd have these conversations with people, and I'd think, "Where's this coming from out of me?" You know, like about Jesus and about church, and you know, like you got to read the Bible. And I remember the one girl said, "What's happened to you?" (laughs) (laughs) I thought, Jesus, I, and I thought to myself, "What do you?" You know, because I sometimes you don't even recognize your own enthusiasm. You just realize you're getting caught up yes. in the very power and the love of God, and it just starts to come out of you. Yes. But it, it's like the shepherds. You know, like the, the, you got to hear this news. You just got to hear it. And the the, the one, like he, they're telling them, the the Messiah's been born. Like yes. You Can only imagine. They believed it. I mean, they must have wanted to shout it from the mountaintop. The Messiah is here. The one we've been waiting for. And so there's that urgency Mm -hmm. to proclaim it to everyone. Let's look at what Scripture says this in verse 18. It said, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. You can imagine Mary trying to, you know, piece this all together in her heart. And the shepherds, verse 20, it said, "Returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. Mm-hmm. So the gospel, you know, we have reason to be excited. The, the gospel is the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God towards you and me, towards our sin. With, if, we, if we could not get rid of our sin nature, we were destined for hell. So it's like an Etch-A-Sketch, all scribbled on with sin. It's like, you know, an Etch-A-Sketch? Psh, just slate's clean. Gone! You are a new creation in Christ. All <laughs> things have passed away. All things are new. And it says that all things are of God. Yes. Now, that ought to get us all going. Again. Well, I got to read what's all of God. Like, what do you have for me, Lord? Yes. That's when it gets <laughs> exciting. Come on. I mean, Jesus loved us even while we were sinners. Right. He knew we were sinners. He wasn't blind to the fact that we were sinners, but he did something to make a way for us to be made righteous. Yes. Which is perfect in God's sight. God. It's astonishing, really, what he's done for us, that we are children of God, and that's how He sees. Yes, we have things that we need to still deal with for in our sure. life, and yes, we will still sin, but there's forgiveness for sin. There's grace to help us overcome. He understands that the mind renewal process will take time for us, yes. but we have to just stay Hallelujah. on the journey. Yes, There's not going to just fall on us like now that I'm a new creation... Blessings. I'm just going to open up the door of my house and, oh, like, new new car is there and all the plants have grown big and like no, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Like this is a really it's a it's like baby steps. It's like yes. you're going to feel like I'm just Come on. but I'll tell you what that's you're going to make it over the mountain because if you go nowhere if you take no steps. In a year, you'll be right where you were. But if Come you on. take baby steps in a year, you might be over there by, you know, past mile one and out the back door. Amen. It might not seem like much that day. Like, I'm not making any progress. Don't let the devil trick your mind. That's what he wants to tell you. You're not going anywhere. You say, I'm a child of God. And the path of the yeah, righteous tell him. is shining brighter yes, and brighter. That's me.
1: right. I'm being conformed yeah. to the image of Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. Remember the story, the rabbit. And the hare and the tortoise who wins the turtle yeah the turtle yeah but what was the, what <laughs> was the message that the shepherds were giving yeah i mean they were bold they were telling everybody they you know in that jewish culture they knew the scriptures by 13 you had to actually know what the old testament was talking about you actually had to know it i mean to get a bar mitzvah you had to quote it They would ask you a question and start a a scripture, and then you were supposed to finish it. So listen, these people, this is what they were saying. They said, you know that prophecy, the virgin is going to give birth to a child 700 years ago. Remember that in Isaiah? Well, I'm telling you, he's here, and his name is Jesus, and he's saving us from our sins. Bold. It was simple. It was bold. It was simple. It was clear, you know, it, it, that God reached down so we could be lifted up.
0: Yeah, Amen? That's right. Yeah.
1: He took our sin so we could take His righteousness. Mm-hmm. A gift given to us. Yeah. Again, He was born in poverty so we could enjoy the eternal riches of Christ. Yeah. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Joint heirs. Yeah. What Jesus gets, we get. Joint heirs. That's what God has done for. We get to experience these things. God didn't announce it to the royal family. He didn't announce it to the powerful. He announced it to who? <laughs> the outcasts. The outcast in a field. And why did he do that, you think? I think it's because it it it's just tells the world that nobody's too far from the grace of god
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think it tells that no matter what sin the blood of jesus will cleanse you perfectly yeah. from it i that's what i think uh, he again he announced it to those who were despised to those who were overlooked for those who were lowly and humble the shepherds amen yeah those who think that they're not qualified. Can I hear the amen to that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, outside, on the hillside of a small Judean village, they talk to the humble shepherds and declare the greatest event in human history has happened. And they were bold enough to go. He chose them. He chose them because they were humble enough to recognize that in God's eyes, without Christ, they don't measure up. You cannot save yourself. They needed a Savior. And the Old Testament has always said, He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. And now... He arrived, and they are screaming and yelling and telling everybody, He's "He's here. And He's here right now today. Amen. I think that we will have multiple opportunities this week and the next few days to tell somebody about the hope we have. Because again... It's not, it might seem normal, seem routine. Yeah, I work with this guy every day. It's like saying, old, same, old, same, old, same. Old. Like Pastor Mamie says, you know, life can be, it can get routine and it can become boring. But if we have our eyes open to what the Spirit of God is trying to express through us, because He's prepared their heart to hear the hope that's in your heart. It's so not either. just a, it's a divine appointment.
0: Mm-hmm. So we have to be asking God, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, you know, and, and really a heart to care. Yes. Because that's what it takes, you know, to be able to be prompted mm-hmm. and, and feel, not feel like, well, not now.
1: <laughs> not now. Not him.
0: Not him. It's too hard. <laughs> but you have, I'm going to say it again, you have no idea how God might use one moment. Of obedience to change someone's life, Amen. and you know, last week uh, we had two people at the end of the service give their life to Christ.
1: Yay! Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, at the at the close of the service, we always pretty much always, you know, give a invitation for salvation, and um, you know, it's kind of funny. as we did this? I said that Steve is like. I remember when we first started into ministry, and we first would get up and give at the end of the message, give an invitation. It was like my it was like I was speaking to somebody on the street, giving them this invitation to know Christ. Uh, you could feel the tension. Yes. You could feel like oh, uh, because a lot of people, a lot of pastors, churches in this city don't give an invitation. They don't, and I under, and you can. Uh, it's a spiritual. Um, I, I think it's a spiritual battle, really. Yes. And so the boldness to, like, get up and go, no, somebody in here needs to be, sa- I'm thinking, needs to be saved. Yes. And to, and to walk a person through uh, a, an invitation to give their life to Christ, uh, was, there was a barrier even for us to do it yep. here as pastors. But last week, you know, and we do this in Mile 1, too, in, yep. in kids' ministry. They, and, and some of you in here have had your children saved. Over in those classrooms.
2: Yeah, thank God for
0: that. Yeah. Well, after the service, I got talking to Ashley. She was one of the people that got saved, and she was explaining how she had come to church uh, that morning and that day. And then I started to talk to Susan. Her, realizing they're friends actually. Oh, and Susan. After talking to her, I, I realized in many ways it was because of her influence and prayers and boldness to talk and ask and invite. No that,
1: hesitation. No
0: hesitation that this holy moment actually happened last uh-huh. week. So I, we want you to hear just a little bit of the detail of it. They were gracious enough to say they'll come up and share some of that. Yeah, so let's Susan give them a hand. Ashley, come on up. we <laughs> <laughs> got some chairs there. But I don't know. If... <laughs> yeah Or you want to just stand? Yeah. Stand all right. or sit? Does that matter? No. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna ask Susan first because it began. I think your relationship began. Tell us where your relationship began, and um, just go from there. Because I think the two of you will tag team, and it'll all make sense. you yeah. Well. <laughs> as as just hold gonna... the microphone, right? Yeah. yeah. She Be...
2: come into where I worked, and she always had this young lady, Missy, wait on her, who was a dear friend of mine, who then quit. And so they had no other choice but to be stuck with me <laughs> <for that. laughs> <So. laughs> And Susan and Dan would always just, as I would say, breadcrumb me along. They would say nice little things and say, hey, we have this great church. You should come. And I'd say, so I came last year a mm-hmm. couple times. And then Susan said something super powerful to me. And you don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I just really wish my husband would come. I said, I would love, and she said, a faithful wife
0: builds a house and start there.
2: She yeah. wants to say that again?
0: To so be sure everybody... She said, it, yeah. a
2: faithful wife, start there, and it'll build the house. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and she didn't funny. even know it. <laughs> no, I don't
3: remember saying that, to be honest with you. What I remember most of all is when... We met each other at the Villa Grande restaurant. Yes. Closer. <laughs> closer. Microphone closer. Oh. Yeah. Closer? Okay. Um, and when Dan and I go to a restaurant, we always pray before we eat. And I remember Ashley coming up and making a comment about that, about how impressed she was that we would pray. I mean, Ashley knew there was a God. Yes. She knew that there was something out there, and she could talk the talk. You know, she could... I mean, you could talk to Ashley. I mean, this girl has the smile and heart bigger than the moon. Yeah. I mean, she's an, she's an amazing young lady. And, you know, she could have probably fooled you <laughs> <laughs> into thinking that she really did know the Lord. but she did know that there was a God, but she didn't really know him. And, and through many, many, several years of conversations that we had together, you know, Dan and I realized that, that she needed more.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and, you know, we,
2: we aren't pushy. We no. did not push. That's the reason why I came, because you weren't pushy. Yeah. Because yeah. that makes me run the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. It makes
3: most people run the opposite yeah. direction. But we just got to know her more and more, and we grew to love her and care about her. You know, and she talks about her kids and, you know, just she's an awesome mother and wife, but she needed the Lord. <laughs> and as, as we, I mean, most of you know, we went to Israel this year. And as all of this, everything that's been going on, you know, we would have conversations about it. And I think that's one thing, you know, just not, not just Israel, but a lot of the political stuff that we would discuss, <laughs> <Is> <laughs> you this know, at the
0: table while she's, oh, the, oh yeah, yeah. I, I so mean, come I to the, the people,
3: <laughs> yeah, no, she does your waitressing and no. she's come to the
0: table and you have these conversations. No, she that's
3: wouldn't
2: that's come. That's that's
0: the, okay. it,
3: it was, yeah, it took mm-hmm. two years
0: probably. Mm-hmm.
2: It's been seven total.
3: Well, we haven't known you that long, have we? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I was young. (laughs) I was young. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, once we realized, you know, that Ashley, uh, we felt like she was ripe and ready. But we would pray. Dan and I pray every morning together. And we would pray for her on our own and together. And I truly believe that... When she walked in here last Sunday. <laughs> did you know she was coming? No, I had no idea whatsoever. And she wow. tapped me on the short shoulder during worship,
0: and it's like, oh, my goodness. And what did, you were saying you were praying that morning. Well, when she walked in. Well, you, you were praying that somebody come. Oh, would we, come in. Oh, yeah,
3: we, we probably did. Yeah. Tried, we, yeah. for somebody. Well, we did. We didn't yeah. pray by name. We yeah. did not pray for Ashley no. by name. But we did pray for someone to come in yeah. and did for a say? salvation. Yeah. to happen sweet and we had two, we had two. yes
1: there's <laughs> Noah. Yes. Ah. <laughs>
3: but again it was it was just it was time it took time it took love it yeah. took seven years yeah. relationship yeah. relationship yeah. yes yeah. and and prayer yeah. and more bolder. than anything yeah. well there were some bold moments
0: oh yeah Lots. we we had some bold moments here Well, so, Ashley, do you want to share then how you ended up deciding to come last week? Like, because you had all this time in between, what made last week the time that I'm going to go? So, typically, my grandbaby and daughter-in-law
2: come over every Sunday, and she said, I can't come. And I thought, I'm going. I just, I don't know what pushed me. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It, It just... Yeah. And then I thought I'd stealth mode them and surprise them both, so
0: uh-huh. so I yeah.
2: did.
0: <laughs> and then we discovered
2: that we both have the same. And then
0: yeah. oh my goodness, I forgot.
2: And then so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna go. And then I sat in the chair Monday, six days prior to coming, and I was talking to the hairdresser, and I said, I think I'm gonna go to, to church. I really want to try it. And she said. Which church and I said, community life, and she goes, Oh my goodness, I do mamie's hair, <laughs> and so I was like it's meant to be it's and I've gone to this girl since I was eighteen, yeah, so yeah. my entire yeah, life yeah. Yeah. Wow and then Mamie sent me
0: oh yeah I send a welcome e- email you know to people who come and give us their email, and I had You know, and and I don't, actually, I don't normally put a scripture in, I have to tell you that. And I thought, well, you know, I just want to be led by the Holy Spirit. What should I write to her? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, we're, we're loving the fact that you got born again. It was like, this is awesome. And so I wrote that and just said, you know, that get yourself a Bible and that. And I said, and just, God has a plan and purpose for your life. And I put Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13 in there for my thoughts and plans, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, thoughts to prosper you, thoughts for good and not for evil. And then when you will seek me and find me, when you search for me with all your heart. Yes. And it was like, if you do this, Ashley, your life will be changed. In then, the most wild part. Yeah. So then tell them this, yeah.
2: Three years ago, almost, I lost my little brother from addiction. Yeah.
0: And it's the one-year anniversary,
2: just driving to Sam's Club. Crying, very upset.
1: Sorry. I'm sorry.
2: And there was, as I'm waiting in the double lane to turn, there was a van I have never seen in my life in front of me, and it had that scripture on the back of it. And I took a picture of it. Yeah. Wow. And then when I opened the email and read that, I instantly emailed you in all caps yeah. and text her in all caps. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm in shock. Yeah, that's what she said. I'm shook. I'm, I'm shook. Like, yeah. And out of anything to pick, yeah, I know. That, that's, and then I yeah. was leaving my road this morning, and a cardinal flew right in front of me. And a cardinal is always my little brother.
0: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, we're so glad Look that you're up. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Thank you, guys.
1: God is love.
0: Uh, yes. Thank you. And he yeah.
1: knows yeah. us more than we know ourselves. Amen? Amen. So yeah. no more hesitation. That's right. Because you never know what God might do in one moment of boldness in someone's life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just little moments. Sometimes it might feel bold. But it, it's just like even on that email, it was like, "I oh, just, all right, I'll put this scripture. Because I don't want to sound pushy. As a pastor, even, it's like, oh, I don't want to sound too pushy. Mm-hmm. But it's God knew what you needed to hear. And This is the beauty and in the, in the adventure, really, of the life of faith because God begins to show you how you are a part of some bigger yes. plan that he's working out in the earth. And your life is not just, you know, sometimes we can just get so narrow focused and look at everything this way. But it's like if you lift up your head and see that the Lord has a plan and purpose for your life and he's connecting you to other mm-hmm. people and you have something to give other people. You have, you have Christ to give them. We have to just care. What we have to do is learn to care that this person, is like what Susan said, but she doesn't know the Lord. And why would that bother you? Well, because eternity's at stake. Yes. And if we really believe that Jesus came to save us from our sin, we believe he came to save us from hell Yes. and eternity in hell. And so when we look at people, we go, I wonder if they know the Lord. And then we pray and ask, help me to be a vessel for you, Lord. Amen. So let's just, we'll begin to close out here. Praise God. Praise God. You know, no more hesitation, right? You have to say that to yourself and mean it. No more hesitation. The Lord's waiting to hear you say that to him. You can listen to this message and if you sit there and say nothing, nothing will happen.
1: And nothing will but happen. But if you
0: respond from your heart, no more hesitation, Lord. I want you to use me. I want mm-hmm. you to use me, Lord. Give me, give me boldness. I need boldness. How many of you would say, I need some boldness? Yes, I I don't think there's a person in here that's like, no, I got all the boldness. (laughs) Come on. I didn't see every hand raised. Who needs boldness? You
1: need boldness even to raise your hand? Come on now, you're from family. It's
0: like, say, I need boldness. We need to break out of this stiffness with the Lord.
1: We have the most amazing news in history. It's an eternal hope that we have. It's a living hope. His name is Jesus Christ. And why do we do it? Because God loves these people. That's right. He loves them. That's why he sent Jesus. I don't care if you're in, like Jason said, invite your enemies, come. Jesus, when he's on that cross, what'd he say? Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We've been the recipient of eternal life. The worst thing we could do is hold it to ourselves. We all need boldness. We can all be bolder than we are. Every one of us. And I say, we're gonna pray a prayer. We're gonna ask for boldness. And it's this you can be true. I mean, when you pray this, I want to be bold, Lord. Because we know what's at stake—eternal destruction, complete pain and misery, with no relief—or pure joy, blessed beyond measure, beyond all that we could ask or think.
0: In one moment, you don't know what God can do. Yes. And you don't know. One moment of boldness, the the, holy, the moment. lost might be found. Come on, might come home you speak something. The
1: blind might have their eyes open. The The lame might begin to walk. The dead might be able to be raised up.
0: Freedom from depression, freedom from addiction happens through our own boldness. Can I pray for you? Boldness. Don't minimize what God can do and wants to do in and through you. Yes. We have to expand our horizons with the Lord. Like we're serving God almighty, majestic, God.
1: And we, you're his
0: child. I cannot say that enough that you are his beloved child. Yes. He lives in you. His mind and his thoughts are you. towards you are all good. His plan and purpose for you are good. And so let's respond to him from our heart. And if we say this, Father, make me bold, then beware, <laughs> you will have opportunities. Yeah. He's going to say, you asked me to make you bold, like I'm going to bring you an opportunity to say something about me <laughs> and he the holy spirit will help you don't shy away because whatever don't let your natural mind talk to you out of it
1: if we understand that these are divine moments god put them together and actually listen he prepared that person to hear what you have to say it, it's he can work yeah. amazingly you don't have to figure it out You just have to be bold like the shepherds. Again, the shepherds, uneducated, outside, low-ranking. You think that they could talk themselves out of this? Yeah. But now you've been raised up and made to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. God himself dwells within your spirit.
0: let's pray Yes, let's pray let's for boldness pray. that's a simple prayer one, two, four words <laughs> <laughs> let's, and I want you to don't pray it lightly pray no. it in faith ask, ask for opportunity let's just pray together Father, Father, Father make me bold
1: say it again Father, make me bold
0: Father, make me bold.
1: Yes, Father, make me bold. Make me
0: bold, Father.
1: No more hesitation, Lord. No more hesitation. Let's say it. No No more more hesitation.
0: hesitation. I thank you, Father, in advance then. We thank you, Lord, as we ask you. You heard us, Lord. We thank you in advance for the divine opportunities that you're going to bring across our path. God, help us to be interruptible. Yeah. <laughs> let us be willing to yes. let you prompt us to say or do or give whatever it is that you're prompting us to do. Even when we're not in the mood, even when it seems like it's going to be hard, give us this urgency. Lord God, I pray that a sense and a, an anointing of urgency would yes. fall upon our hearts. Help us to see the lost and hurting people that are all around us who are on their, really on their way to hell. And then God prompt us to invite them to church. Yes. I want to be a light. Tell Him. Tell Him I want to be a light to the lost and hurting.
1: Because the world is
0: dark. And let's trust. We trust you, Holy Spirit, that you'll give us the words to say. We'll just be yes. ourselves. Yep. We'll just speak from our heart. We'll think about how good you've been to us, and we'll just say something good about you. Yes. God, make me bold. Help us, Lord. We wake up in the morning. Yes. Write this upon our heart. Just that simple prayer, Father. Make me bold today.
1: I want to close here by asking you: Where where are you at spiritually right now? You might be saying, "Well, honestly, I, I don't know where I am spiritually." But you can know today. You can know today. Jesus the savior of the world is here and he wants you because he loves you if you want to surrender your life to this God who is perfect in all his ways who loves you more than you love yourself you want your sins forgiven You want to become this new creation that God offers? You want to be raised up and made to sit together with Jesus Christ? If that's you, raise your hand. Be bold enough to raise your hand. You online, be bold enough to raise your hand. Be bold enough to raise your hand because you can know. You might have been like me. I was in church all my life. I was never saved. Not one time, not one bit, I was not saved until somebody was bold enough, took a holy moment with me, and was bold enough to explain, you're not really a Christian. So, anybody, if you
0: don't see a hand, we're still going to pray a prayer yes. for the sake of someone listening online. And it's simple as, the prayer is simple because the gift, salvation is a gift. It's free. Yes but it does require a response from our heart. And so we just say, Heavenly Father.
1: Heavenly Father. Forgive
0: me for all my sins. Forgive
1: me for all my sins. Jesus,
0: save me and be my Lord.
1: Jesus, save me and be my Lord.
0: I give it all to you, my life.
1: I give it all to you. I give you all my life.
0: My life is yours. Mm,
1: My life is yours. Make me bold. Make me bold. Make me new. Make
0: me new. Thank you for new life.
1: Thank you for new life. In
0: Jesus' name I pray.
1: In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. Hallelujah.